0: Welcome back to Yield Today with Dallin Canland. I'm your host, Dallin Canland, and we are ready with Episode 2, The Magic of Microcosms. Before I hop into that, I just want to thank everybody who listened to Episode 1. It definitely increases your confidence in doing things like this when you have support, and I am very thankful for each of you who gave it a listen. I really hope that this episode provides value for you as well, as it has helped my life. What we'll be talking about which is microcosms microcosms are pretty awesome and i really hope that your mind is blown by the awesomeness of microcosms in this episode i'm going to be talking about what a microcosm is different microcosms we had in our growing up years microcosms in our lives today and there's so many like i can't you know talk about all of them this will give you just a general feel and then finally different microcosms in my life that I've chosen to use to help me, just to kind of get to where I'm at. Because it honestly is a an idea and a belief for me that has made my life a lot better. So moving on. A microcosm. Dictionary.com defines a microcosm as a little world. So when it says that, it means like a small version of, Of a bigger hole. If you've seen the movie. The Indian in the cupboard. You see the kid. Who's playing with his toys. And there's an Indian. And there's a soldier. And they're like fighting. Or even a better example. Might be Night at the Museum. If you've watched the movie. Night at the Museum. You know that. There's this guy. And he has to be. The basically the night watchman. And at night. The whole museum comes to life. And there's this one character Octavius who's basically a soldier and him and this cowboy dude are kind of in this rivalry thing and throughout the movie they're kind of fighting each other and then they end up working together is kind of what happens but here's the microcosm they were both small versions of a much bigger world so they represented periods in history that had since passed and they were just a small version of it. They represented their entire culture, their entire, the entire life, that entire you know time period. They represented that. So that's an, that's one example of a microcosm. So let's talk about some microcosms that we had while we were growing up. So if you're a female, you grew up playing dolls, probably or or the like. You know, you played outside. You might have gone to the beach. Might have done. Any number of those things. I remember playing Legos sometimes with my cousins and we'd play Legos and we'd pretend, you know, we'd get these cool setups. And I can imagine some of it and I remember these worlds that we created, but it started with the Legos. The Legos created the world. The Legos were the building blocks for the world that we created but yeah so legos were a good example going to the beach though oh man i love this example because i was blessed to go to the beach a lot in my childhood and it's been a long time since i went and i would really like to go again soon but i remember one time me and my cousin clark me and clark i was doing track and cross country and stuff at the time or i might have just been doing track And I remember one time we just decided, me and Clark, just to run and run and run across the sand. And we ran for like half an hour and it was still complete beach, complete water to the left of us. And it was nuts. I couldn't believe it. I was so tired and we were going to run all the way back so we could be back with our family. And that's kind of something I wanted to talk about is like, there's like the thought that like life's a beach and I'm just playing in the sand or something like that. And you can take that to be a lot of things, but I like more the quote that says, if you really want to go where you want to go in life, this is my version, I guess, if you want to go where you want to go in life, sometimes you just got to lose, you got to lose sight of the shore, you know, to get to new horizons, basically. And so you got to let go of the beach and get out of it. You can look at the beach as a small version of your world, like, man, I'm stuck on the beach, I can't get to the next part of my life, and I'm just playing in the sand. I can't go anywhere, I'm stuck. And so you can look at it that way too. And they've been, I mean, ships have been invented, people will swim and different things, and that's you getting out of your beach and getting into the water and getting to your island or I guess your promised land as it talks about in the Book of Mormon and, and other scriptures, but that's, that's kind of that thing. So think of it like a miniature analogy. Maybe that's a good way to look at it. So I hope this is kind of making sense. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about a couple of microcosms in your life right now. So depending on what you do, if you're a youth, you go to high school and you just started. Good luck. I really hope you do well. And I hope this podcast helps you out because seriously, I've prayed a lot for you guys. And I remember when I was a youth and there's some stuff that was really difficult for me and here we are today. So God definitely used me and helped me out and lifted me up and helped me learn some things so I could be on my own and, and things are going pretty good. But I still need my parents' help because they're great and, and everything. I'm still growing up. But here's an, here's one microcosm that you might not have thought about. When you meet somebody new. So when you meet somebody new, you can think of your that relationship you'll have with them as a world, and it may not last very long. It might not be that big, but with my roommates, for example, one of them I met on my mission trip, Aaron Denny. He's the bomb. dot com. Oh, I love that guy, and I've known him for a while now. And when I first met him, it was it was pretty good, you know, first impression. We were both missionaries, but it, there was so much. There's some. There's something much bigger. And so basically, what I want to pitch, what I want to throw at you with this episode, is like seeing the small version of something can really help you look forward to the big version of it that's kind of what i'm kind of what i'm talking about another microcosm i want to talk about real fast is habits so habits are something i'm really trying to develop i'm trying to get a juggling habit and get back into running and my dad's a big believer in habits i remember being back home from college and i'd see him like doing his 12 push-ups or whatever and he'd keep building it up so all of a sudden he's doing like nineteen, 20 push-ups and it's pretty pretty awesome but it starts really small and the idea of this is like the journey you know it's like the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step you need to kind of take that one step because you don't know where it'll lead and depending on like how the first step is it can show like how great it can be i would say like it's more about how you feel in the midst of it rather than the act itself i'd say a good answer for this is running when i first started running and track and stuff it was hard like i could barely run the warm-up very well and it was kind of hard but at all the while i felt better about myself and it was it required discipline i felt like i was really working towards my goals even though i was running around in circles. You know, (laughs) and I had really good teammates that when I was struggling, they're like, Dallin, just man, wow, keep it up, man. And it just really rubbed off on me. And I kind of kind of helped me become the person I am today for sure. And I still keep in touch with some of those people and think very highly of them. So I would say a lot more of the microcosm is the feeling you have rather than the actual act itself. So another one is business plans. So like with a business plan or a home plan or different things, you build the entire thing in miniature form. and You're kind of making it so somebody can get a feel for it. If you see like dioramas or I guess, you know, kind of going back to the museum, they had all these different examples of what this would have looked like so you could get a feel for it. Get some of the feeling again, go into the feeling. Our feelings can teach us so many things. And yeah, so that's that's uh, I think that's definitely a big one It's like making a plan can really help you get an idea of the world around you. And if you know kind of what the world around you is like as you see it, then it's a little bit easier to live in it, I believe, especially if you see it in a positive way. Because positivity saves lives, man. Oh, it's totally did. My mom helped me be positive when it was really difficult. It's, uh, yeah, definitely. I've definitely grown to be a more positive person with different things. And a lot of it is is these things that I'll be talking about in this podcast. So let's talk about a, a couple ways how I've used microcosms to my advantage. One is with classes. So classes for me are going to be starting up in the fall pretty soon and I can tell you already I'm trying to get a very good feel again feel of what I'll be doing and who will be in my class and all these different things. I want to get as much information as I possibly can so I can get a world aspect of it so when I go to class and be like okay it's better or it's worse than how it is and then I can mold it and change it to some degree, you know. And it makes it a lot easier to, like, get excited when, you know, when things things go better than you thought they would. You can always make your situation a little bit better than it is. You know, get more sleep so you don't sleep in Spanish. <laughs> that happened to me, like, once or twice. Or I was just really tired. And you have control over a lot of things. And I'm trying to get my habits habits down, figure out my classes. Every semester, I'm trying to figure out how can I make this semester better planned out than my last one. The last semester, I had my roommates all chosen out and all these other things. This semester, I'm really, I have my roommates all chosen out, feel good about that and everything. There's a couple new ones, so I'm excited to get to know them. And other than that, I'm trying to get some habits figured out so I don't have to think as much because... The idea of a habit is it becomes a habit. You don't even think about it. Like Netflix, man. When you want to watch Netflix, you just sit down and turn on the TV. Bam, you're watching Netflix. That's how I want to be with like writing books or writing or starting a podcast. Just sit down and boom, we're doing it. I it took a lot of willpower to do this today. So I really hope it helps you. It's been it's been a great day, but kind of long. All right, let's let's move on. And kind of going along with that is thinking ahead, you know, choosing what kind of world you want to live in in the next little bit. It's interesting that I talk about this because I read this book a little bit on the way to work because we switch off. We do a carpool. I, I drive one week and my one of my friends, one of my friends, roommates drives the other week. And it's just a fun time. We all just hop in the car and drive off. And I'm reading this book called The Compound Effect again because my aunt Julie gave it to me and that was really nice of her. And I wish I'd read this book like three months ago because the Amazon Prime Day thing happened and I literally spent like three hours doing it. I don't even know how I got my homework done that day. But I bought an Amazon Echo, which I still use daily and is so nice because it was like normally $100 and I got it for $50. So I can like have it play my Spotify. I've had it play Aesop's Fables. I've had it, my roommate Aaron has had it play. I talked about him a little bit earlier. He's had it play Rain. That's what happened last night. So we could sleep better in our beds and stuff. But I also want to talk about the Nintendo 2DS XL. So one of the best ways to sell somebody is to make them feel a certain way and think they'll feel better about themselves if they have X product. So with the Nintendo 2DS XL, I already have a 3DS XL, but 2DS XL has greater processing power, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I decided that I would live in a world where I'd have one. And now I'm kind of regretting it because I don't have time and I'm starting a podcast. I'm doing all this stuff. And the Echo is just like moneymaker. I love it, it's great. And kind of going back to the compound effect, what I wish I would read earlier, he said that if it's not worth five times what it's actually worth, then it's not worth your time. So was the Nintendo 2DS XL worth $650 whatever to me or $700 whatever? No way. No way was it worth that much money to me. Was the Amazon Echo worth $250? Oh, yeah. I use it. I get, I'm get. i going to get my $250 worth out of it. I'm trying to get it to play church talks and my old audio journals and affirmations and whatever, it's gonna be sweet. The 2DS XL, though, I'm I'm kind of thinking about maybe selling it or maybe my 3DS XL, and it's kind of put a strain a little bit on things, but it's made me think, and I definitely feel like I'm gonna make better buying decisions from now on. So that's, that's kind of a little bit about microcosms. I really hope that this has kind of given you a better feel for them. You need to be very careful of how you choose your decisions, especially buying decisions because one will lead to another. With the 2DS Excel example, I'll need to buy other games. Like I already have a lot of games for it, but the games that work best with it, I would need to buy more games, which would cost more money. Whereas with the Echo, it already comes with all the features I want. I can even add more features if I want to it, which is sweet. I'd rather have bought two more Echoes from my family than bought the 2DS XL. But you know what they say, hindsight is 2020, and that's okay. Yeah, whenever you wake up, you're choosing how you'll shape your world tomorrow just a little bit. Your world today that you're living in is kind of a microcosm for the rest of your life, believe it or not. You can choose to think about it that way or not. I choose to. It's kind of ingrained in me at this point. And another thing is uh, something I've I've really felt since I was like maybe 16 or 17 years old. I don't know. But that's that God is preparing you right now for what's going to happen. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows the storms that are going to come. He wants us to prepare. Think of Noah. Noah was commanded to build an ark. Like I imagine 10 years or so before the actual flood came. Everybody thought he was bonkers. Was he bonkers? No, because he was following the counsel of God. He was a prophet. And he was telling people to do the same thing. And everybody's like, you're crazy. And no, he was not crazy. He was a genius because he was doing what God wanted him to do. I don't know. Whatever you think of yourself right now, remember that God thinks a million times better than that. He sees your best when you see your worst. And he sees how you can even be better than you already are. But it's when you do your best. And at the same time, he's very patient with you. You know, he's constantly helping you to develop your vision so when you see something you'll think higher of it and I think a lot of the relationships that I have been blessed with have been blessed by this idea is that it can get better this is how it is right now but it can get better than it already is and you can influence that this is just one small aspect of the world if you think of something being super small Of course, it's manipulable. Like you can manipulate that. A small packet of chicken nuggets, like I can eat that in five seconds. But like a giant chicken nugget that was made in like a factory for the Guinness Book of World Records, I can't eat that. You eat an elephant one bite at a time. It starts really, really small. But you can make such a big impact today. Yield today, man. Yes, I envision love demonstrated. Love yourself enough to see yourself doing good things for the world. Because let me tell you, it's worth it. And it's hard. But you need to keep praying. And especially for the youth, man. Oh, this is for you. Gosh. I really wish that somebody could have told me this more. It's Just that you can influence who you become. And God is really... Really interested and really is going to help you out in your schooling and different things. And he wants the best for you and he's going to help you develop your talents. I didn't think I'd be doing a podcast like this six months ago, but here we are. And I didn't think I'd be starting a YouTube channel when I was like almost 16, 15 years old, but I did. God was preparing me along the way and it was awesome. And he's used my talents and he's used these. So I can reach more people and live the life I guess that I need to live and help other people and leave a legacy man. That's kind of my thoughts for today. Man, this was fun. (laughs) But uh, I'm still kind of loving this but I'm going to try by next week to have this podcast available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all those because we need to get the yield mindset out there. We need to blow it out of the water. We need to blow more minds man. We need to make this happen. And I'll have a week to make that happen. So you guys can trust me to get that done. I'm going to be working on my book a lot. Check out my Facebook page, Dallin Canland, or the Facebook page Yield Today with Dallin Canland for more updates. Thank you for listening, it is very much appreciated. Love to all of you. Take care. Yield Today. Don't delay.